But that's that mentoring experience. And that's what podcasts and that's what we hope our podcast become for people is an opportunity to to almost like a masterclass situation. Because uh, there are teachers out there who, who are rock starring, uh, who understand what it takes to do what we do. But nobody knows who they are. Nobody's heard their voice. No one's, no one's, you know, there's not a camera in every teacher's room capturing all these moments and, and putting them in a file. And you may have never experienced it, and then you may listen to it on a podcast, and then all of a sudden you experience it, and it's like, oh, I remember them saying, okay, this is how you, okay, got it. And even though it may be like, no, nah, I can't do that, but it gives me an idea. It sparks an idea in my mind of what I can do. It's good, fam. Welcome back to Value. That's Value. This is episode 304 uh, with our friend Ben Scoggin. Just having conversations about how to have conversations with people that you don't agree with. Not like how to have difficult conversations with people you love, but how to take on different perspectives and look at multiple sources and be willing to listen to someone before we formulate our response. And we're fortunate to have each other, the, this group of three guys, because we are able to have these difficult conversations without taking it personal, even though sometimes we still do, but we trust and understand that uh, the people that we're talking with and talking to want what's best for us. And that's difficult, especially when someone you don't know or someone you don't know well to assume they have the best intentions. And it's difficult in this world we live in to think about somebody else's perspective. Uh, the world doesn't necessarily tell us that that's a good thing, but it's something we want to teach our kids. So we hope you enjoyed this episode and you get a lot out of it, and especially in this part, just how to listen, how to have perspective and be open um, and be willing to change your beliefs when you get new information and not change your value. So we hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, be sure to follow, subscribe, like, find us on Instagram and Twitter and all everywhere else. And uh, thank you for joining us. But here's episode 304. You don't want to own it because, again, perspective says from the other side, my skin color says I'm guilty until I prove myself innocent. And most of the time, if I'm put in a situation, I don't get the opportunity to prove that. Why? Because nobody wants to sit down and have the conversation about what is the real issue. And that's what we need to get to, to the point of take, take the chip off your shoulder, take the bass out your voice, you know, let, let, let's bring everything down to a, a calm simmer and have a conversation. And that is the, that is the downfall of our society right now is that we feel like if you are against me, if you don't agree with me, then you're against me and you're my enemy. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna tear you down. I'm gonna take you out. And those are the those are the terms you hear people say just for not believing in you. Mm -hmm. When did that ever happen in our society? Yeah. That just because I don't agree with you, now all of a sudden I, I become suspect to being, you gonna, you're gonna call me a terrorist or you anti-American because you don't agree with my views. That's what America was supposed to be, a big pot of gumbo. 
right? Sausage and shrimp don't come from the same place, <laughs> right? But yeah. the whole idea behind America is to put everything in a melting pot, blend it all together to where you can't separate the sausage and the shrimp and the roux anymore because it's all together. Mm-hmm. Right now, our roux is bad in the United States. Yeah, and I think, so... I don't, I don't want to harp on it too much. And I, I understand where you're coming from with like, you, you see the news, you, you, you form your opinion, right? Then we, we never, then more facts come out and then you, you can kind of analyze. And I think one of the things that, that's popping into my head right now is the ability to let people fluctuate in, in, in their space and in their belief system. Right. So say something, say, say something comes out, right. And hypothetical scenario there was a shooting and all the news outlets are initially saying that the person that discharged the round that killed a human being was justified. And, you know, a handful of people agree that that was appropriate and okay. And the news comes out that apparently there was no provocation. The killing was not justified. You know, do we condemn those people? Do we allow them to have a, a fluctuation in their thought process do we have to be like, a, an, and I told you so about everything? Or can mm-hmm. we understand that as facts are come down to, to us common people, right? To, uh, to, the, to the listeners, the viewers, the U.S. citizens, the, the worldwide citizens, that, you know, call it jumping to a conclusion, call it whatever you want to be, but we see something that sparks us, that gets us interested, and we form an opinion. Whether it's conscious or not, I agree with you there. I watch stuff on the news all the time, and I go, I don't know everything yet, but I know whether I'm consciously doing it or not, I'm forming an opinion. Mm-hmm. Right? And as more facts come down, that opinion might change. And most of the time it does. Yep. Most of the time it does. You know, My values you- don't. My personal values don't. Right. My foundation doesn't. And not to not to deviate too much, but I think that's one of the things with this. I sorry, I keep holding up my phone like it's a symbol of it. But the identity politics thing, I don't have a foundation. I don't have a concrete character myself. I don't have values. I it's identify with whatever you tell me to identify. Mm-hmm. Well, and and we you know we the had the conversation about the situation with Black Rifle Coffee. Mm-hmm. And and because they're gonna come after us, they got they got mildly deep pockets, Kyle. They're gonna come after us. Well, you know, but and the example I want to give, or even still that you see now, like with identity politics, is if you don't toe the party line of mm-hmm. your particular identity, you'll be ostracized. Yeah, and so, you'll be removed from the community. And and I think that's the hardest part is. People want to be a part of a community. People want to be a part of groups. Mm-hmm. But I, and I don't want to use the overused term of cancel culture and stuff like that. But I mean, that's another problem to where, you know, as soon as someone makes a mistake, everyone is trying to invalidate everything they've done. Yeah. And as if, as if everyone on the planet hadn't made a mistake. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And most people have made the same mistakes repeatedly. <laughs> But it it feels like, you know, like you were both saying is like, there's no space to say, you know what, I I, I had the wrong opinion on that. I made the wrong call. Mm-hmm. Like, as as time goes on, and 
and it almost is like that that hindsight piece to where you're sitting and thinking about like as I get older and I reflect on I can look back on things I did five years ago and say man that was outside of my values that's not something I believed in uh-huh. there were times where I let certain people say I mean one of my biggest regrets is the things that I let people say around me, the words that I let people use and that I never called them on it. But I mean, for me looking at my life, I never was really, really close to a black person until really Wilkie to where, and he and I have talked about this, you know, putting ourselves in an outside perspective, I could never picture the experiences of an african-american until i was close with wilkie to where when he told me that that was a real thing that i believed it and i think like you said with the phone culture we're so far removed from real people's experiences because we're seeing virtual experiences And, and i think with that it's it's difficult for us to say hey like I, I could have never understand it. I could I could have mm-hmm. never understand that perspective until I experienced it. I could never uh, under I, I and I and and this is the thing I think about too. I will never understand truly the experiences of African Americans or any people of color in the United States. I could never actually feel what that's like. Just the same, you know, you know, we listen to a lot of the same podcasts. We listen to Jocko or we listen to to free range American or Andy Sump. And, and I, I really find value in those military, um, not, not just about military, but those guys who have that veteran experience and gals that have that veteran experience, because it's a perspective totally outside of my own. Mm-hmm. And I may never totally relate to them, but I'm learning. And, and I feel like that's one thing that you two do for me is to you know continue to push me to have those outside perspectives. Because I remember, and, and I remember this so distinctly, Ben, as a turning point for me and my thinking. In 2016, we were, we were talking about the election between Hillary and Donald Trump. And, and we were talking about it. And, and you just said to me, I could never stand by what Hillary did. That, and you would have to correct me exactly what you said. But, you know, that, that compromised a whole bunch of soldiers safety and well-being mm-hmm. you said you can never stand behind that and for me how how could i argue that that is a perfectly valid opinion mm-hmm. and, and you heard him you see what i'm saying you heard him and that's where you we we're not hearing each other anymore we're, we we listen to respond to people you know, going back to the Chad Littlefield and Will Wise piece um, of being able to listen to each other without giving a response. And I just cut you off, so I just totally went against everything that, uh-huh. <laughs> that I was just saying. I'll tell you what I'm about to not do. <laughs> but but it was like, you know, it, it's we, we do that too too often. And, and then we want to talk over each other to make sure that we get heard versus giving each other that space to say, here's your space. Let me hear what you have to say. No matter how painful, you know, no matter how, how, how dangerous it may become, I'm gonna give you your space to say what you need to say. Mm-hmm. Well, and I had a, oh, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead, no, go ahead. 
Oh, I was just going to say, you know, I had a, an interaction with a classmate and I don't need to give their name. Not that anyone listening would recognize them. Uh, but, you know, we're, we're hanging around and talking and within like five or 10 minutes of this particular interaction, there was a, so who are you voting for? Like that defines you as a human being now, who you vote for. So you got to know. Because if you vote for somebody that I don't vote for, like, and, and, you know, I thought maybe I'm reading too much into that, you know, so I was like, well, and she went, well, are you voting for so-and-so? And I said, well, I don't know about that. And then, then the, I, the response was, be careful now. And I was like, like, you better watch what you say. The response was, be careful now. And I was like, okay, well, now this, now this tempts me to try and give a pro for that other person. Because you can find at least one positive about pretty much anyone. So I gave them that one positive. And there was no rebuttal. You know, and uh, I continued to talk to them about it. And I was like, I don't know which way I'm going to go right now. It's like... But since you brought this up, which way are you going to go and why, you know? And so I was like, if we're going to, if we're going to, if you want to have this conversation, I want to know why you make your decisions. And the end result was there was no justification. There was no reasoning. There was no thought process other than this is the way that we all go. Get in line. No, no, no. Get in line. No, I'm going to get a little, uh, I got a little upset when you, when you suggested that you might not be in line, Ben. And I was like, oh, I want to see what's over here. I want to listen to it. I don't have to agree with all of it. I don't have to follow it. But can I open up my ear and listen to it without you freaking out? Yeah. And, and I think that's, that's coming back to what we were talking about earlier about everybody takes things so personal and and you know i loved what you said both you said about your you know your values don't change but your opinion i mean your opinion can i mean and naturally you we're we're teachers this is a podcast for teachers we should be continuing to evolve our ideas and our beliefs and our opinions based on the information that we have at the time mm-hmm. You know, I have a hard time with, you know, some of the people that say, well, because, because we weren't spot on right away with some of the COVID protocols that we shouldn't do any of the COVID protocols. And because we didn't exactly get this correct, this other thing can't be correct. And, it, mm-hmm. and it's a lot of, you know, slippery slope and red herring of saying, well, because of this, we shouldn't do that or, you know, putting, you know, causality where it should just be yet, you know, there's a connection. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and, and I feel like that, that is a difficult part because, you know, Wilkie talks about this all the time and we want to talk with our kids like, Hey, if, if you mess up, just own it. Just say, Hey, like I screwed that thing up. Mm-hmm. Hey, I, my, my opinion was wrong in this situation. And that's okay. It's okay to be wrong. 
Yeah. I mean, you're going to be wrong more than you're right in this world. <laughs> you know, but we're raising up, like, you know, going back to that, that, that piece with, with, with this cotton generation that we're, that we're in, you know, it, it, it's, it's scary to think that most people would rather stay silent than to speak up for something that they know that they believe in. And then you have those who doesn't mind speaking up for what they believe in and won't listen to anybody else who opposes their views. Uh And I think that segment of society has gotten larger. You know, I go back to, you know, what Gary Vee was saying about how come all the negativity gets the most press. And he said, it's because it's the loudest. Yeah. You know, we got to find a way to elevate the voice of the positive, to elevate the voice of those communicators who understand how to have conversations, you know, having conversations like this one, where, you know, we started out talking about conversations and you can blame Kyle for the rabbit hole of bringing in Kyle Rittenhouse, just like a cow to bring in a cow. But no, just kidding with you, just kidding. But, you know, but no, like, but but to be able to sit like we're doing right now and have this conversation, you know, most people would not want to do that if they had an opposed, completely opposing view. And quite frankly, I don't really care what people's views are. Mm-hmm. I'll listen to anything that you have to say. You know, I yeah. my uncle was a diehard Republican. Um, when I was raised in my house, my family were diehard Democrats. My uncle was the only Republican. And my uncle sat me down and he said, look, when you become able to vote, I think I was like 14 or 15 years old. He said, when you become able to vote, don't vote because you want to vote because this is what your parents did. Do your research and vote your conscience. He told me that back in like 1989 or something like that, 1990. How old were you? Hey, we're going to take a quick break from the podcast to ask a small favor. If you are a teacher that is early in their career and you would be willing to have a conversation with us for the podcast, we would love for you to reach out to us on social media uh, at value it's value on Instagram at its.will.law.iii or at its Kyle Krieger. You can find us Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, reach out and let us know if you'd be interested because we want to understand what the new teacher experience is like we want to know the things you're struggling with the things you're finding success in so we can build a set of questions and really make our interviews with experienced teachers professionals outside of teaching that much more meaningful to new teachers in bringing them you know the resources that will help them find success so if you'd be willing to help us please reach out let us know at value adds value on Instagram. Otherwise, at it's Kyle Krieger at it's wherever you want to find us. Otherwise, we're going to get back to it and we hope you enjoy more of this episode. <laughs> I saw that coming. I saw that coming from a mile. No, the funny thing is, I was about to answer, then I realized who asked me the question. You know, they say you got to listen Blue twice. Year, 1989, I was about 42 years old. <laughs>
They say you got to listen twice. Listen to what they're saying and then listen to who said it. So that was what. <laughs> but no, but and, and you know, and I've voted Republican before. You know, I've voted Republican before. I've voted Democrat. I've voted Independent. I've voted Libertarian. I think it's just a matter of saying who's saying the things that 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 that, that pricked my heart the most, mm-hmm. and who, whose ideals line up with your ideals? With my ideals. And do you have to take some good with the bad? Absolutely. I hate the taste of apple cider vinegar. But I'd rather that quick moment of apple cider vinegar than taking days on days of blood pressure pills to keep my pressure down. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like you, you, everything you have your pros and cons with every situation, and it's like which which one would you rather get in bed with? You know. Well, and and I think too, I have a hard time when when you know political parties make these broad sweeping statements of we're the party for freedom and we're the party for liberty and we're the party of law and order and we're the party of of diverse like no like you don't and and ben you talked about this before and we were talking a little bit before will jumped on about you know the constitution and and how both sides take and distort the meaning of what the constitution actually is and and I look at people and I just I, I want to ask them like, you know, what issues are important to you? If your only issue is that I'm a Republican and I'm gonna vote Republican, then you don't know you're not educated. You don't know anything about that platform. Yeah. We don't have an issue. <laughs> yeah. If that's your issue, we don't have an issue. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I can't talk to you, but I could listen to someone who, you know is is let's just say for example is a small i can understand how a small business owner will consistently vote republican for the lower taxes and and that i can understand how how that could be a thing if if that's what you believe if your small business needs the lower taxes to be able to run i i could understand that now that's a hypothetical example i don't know if that's necessarily the case but if if you say to me, hey, I voted Republican because these are the issues that are important to me, and, and you're talking about real – and I think the other problem too is – and Ben and I were talking about this. like, It's almost impossible to know what these representatives represent anymore. Right. It's almost impossible <laughs> to know really what, what they're voting for because it, yeah. it's – it's so often is just a vote straight down party lines. And yeah, we heard Trevor Thompson, who's a, a former Navy SEAL that works for black rifle talk about how there really only are a few people making decisions. It's the head, the top of the Republican ticket and the Republican party and the top of the democratic party. Mm-hmm. Very few of their rank and file members are ever voting against anything against their own party. No one seems to be standing for anything. I mean, how do you, how do you, stay in, in an elected office for 20, 30, 40 years, you just continue to shift so that you toe that middle line and get as many votes as possible and stay as broadly popular as possible. Mm-hmm. You fluctuate mm-hmm. your opinions and we're watching it now. You know, people are, people are changing their, their opinions, right? But it, it's, they're all based on their ideals, their values, you know, and they seem to be bending so easily. 
Well, and I don't, and and I don't think it's related to what we were talking about a little bit ago, when we take in new information, and we change our opinion or our beliefs or we learn more. I don't think that's the case with politicians. I think they're taking in more money. Who's paying me more? Yeah, yeah, and that's where. I mean, and and I I get it that you know, say this runoff election in Georgia, which by the time this comes out, it will have already happened. But the amount of money that's being pumped into these elections is, it's absurd. Yeah. You know, think about what else that money could be used for. Uh Pumping millions of dollars into the Georgia schools. Or whatever it might be. Providing meals for at-risk youth, Mm -hmm. anything after school resources for kids that don't have a safe home to return to just all sorts of different things that you could spend it on. Yeah. But this is how we're going to burn it. Apparently. Yeah. To, yep. to, to, to super PACs and to people that, and, and the hard thing I have, and, and this is going way down the rabbit hole on super PACs and camp- rabbit hole, Kyle, get in there. Campaign money about how a lot of these super PACs and that are raising money the money's not necessarily going where they tell you it's going. No. They might be raising money for the Georgia primary or the Georgia runoff, but there's nothing that says, sorry, in their charters, they do have to say how much they're going to use on particular things. But if you look at the fine print, that money goes other places. Uh Sort of like we were talking about Ben before Will jumped on with the COVID relief bill and how many things are tacked to it that have nothing to do with COVID relief. It's ridiculous. Can we just focus on the topic at hand and stop trying to deceive, mislead? Yeah. Cloud everything. You know, I think that's, but I think that's their, their way of masking. It's like, so you want this? Well, in order for you to get this, I need this, this, and this. Yeah. And I'm going to need this, this, and this too. And again, I mean, we, we know that's politics. That's been politics since since day one, mm-hmm. but the question is now you're 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 not only threatening or putting in jeopardy the lives of people, but you're also putting in the livelihoods of people. Because I know people that are hurting right now because they can't work. Mm-hmm. You know, and I mean, I'm sorry, I've been on I've been on unemployment. Mm-hmm. Unemployment only is going to get you so far. I mean. <laughs> Yeah. It's only going to get you so far throughout the month, and and then you're right back scrapped again. Well, you know, and, but go ahead. Oh, sorry. No, finish up. No, you're good. Well, I was just going to say, and you know, originally, if we're talking about the way our government's supposed to function, is it was supposed to be a little bit of that. It was supposed to be a little bit of give and take. You come together on a single issue. Yeah, you and have to compromise. You, you compromise to get a little bit of everything that everybody wants. Mm-hmm. But at some point it became this showdown where if you want this, this is what you're going to have to give me. Mm-hmm. And they'll and, take as long as they want to while the citizens hang in the balance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It seems to, it, seems, it eventually starts to gain the appearance of that. Is it, is it about the citizens or is it about a constant power play between person X and person Y, you know? Yeah, and and I think 
I, I think that's a real challenge. And, you know, for me, and even you were talking, Ben, talking about trying to get more involved in local politics, uh-huh. trying to get, you, you know, and you and can a, see me running for town council here in Houston. No, I'm just dude, I'll I would vote for you. <laughs> I would, I would, I would come pound yard signs for sir, for sure. I'll tell but, you this much. I'll be your running mate whenever you go. I'll run with you. Uh-huh. Harris County, co-Harris County commissioners. Get it. But, you know, and, and that's just the thing, even, even with this, you know, having this having conversations piece, I, I think it's important for us to just remember, I, I guess maybe the question is, how, how do we help people, especially teachers? Like, because we have the added layer that teachers who are in that space who are supposed to be bringing kids all sides of issues are, are giving them the one side. And I'm not saying it's one side or the other. It happens both ways. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you yep. know that. Yeah. So like, I know, I know that like some of the news sources that I listen to specifically hone in on one side, corrupting education and things like that. And, I haven't seen numbers to prove that that is or is not valid, but I remember going to small schools up in New Hampshire when I was little. I know there was a slant. I remembered it and I recognized it as a child, right? Some of them were Christian schools and some of them weren't, but like, and we had a, a set of beliefs that leaned in this direction and you're all getting taught it from this bias, right? Mm-hmm. We didn't see the other side as much at all, right? I didn't really see it until my last couple of years of high school when I went to a larger public school with like a couple thousand students. And I was like, oh, there's a lot of different opinions here. So, I don't know. I think that we, like you're saying, whether we go one direction or the other, we're not setting up our kids for success on anything that we talked about this episode, being able to listen and hear other people, being able to process other opinions, being able to recognize that who you are as a human being is not based on a political party. Or any real group affiliation. Bingo. Mm-hmm. I feel like Law's rotator cuff is messed up or something. He's been... He's been no, he's just working that, on that. He's that working on Wang for he's like trying to make a comeback. He's going to try out for the Astros this this spring. He's trying to make a comeback into the yes. Well, actually, because my I had surgery, a root canal. Mm. I've I've been sleeping on this shoulder, so I wouldn't put pressure on this side of my mouth, and uh-huh. it just kind of is tight when I first wake up in the morning. Also, since you said you were going to be my running mate here in town, if you go out for the Astros, I'll go to be clutch. <laughs> that Astros, whatever that animal no, is. It's orbit. Uh, uh, it's oh, orbit. it's orbit? Well, clutch oh, is, sorry. Clutch is, clutch the, is, rocket. the, is rockets. the rockets. See, sports. 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 I got it. Yeah, I'll be sports. out there. I'll be out that, there. Big green man. I know orbit. Be that big green man running laps around the bases, just doing <laughs> stupid dances up on the dugout. Yeah. Uh, I say we all just get costumes and do that one year. Because, <laughs> you know, when you're in a mascot costume, you can kind of be, you know, your inhibitions are low. You know, it's like, you know, it's... I, did, I love how that was the 
first place that your mind went, and it's concerning to me about what your plans are with that mascot costume. <laughs> I mean, you can. You, I might turn into hey girl. <laughs> They're just going into bars. Hey, man, I don't know if this is going to work. You know, you're, you're a seven-foot-tall green alien <laughs> with a waistline that measures about 80 inches because he's got one of those hula hoops. Good time. I mean, it's, it, would be, it would be a bold it would be a bold <laughs> strategy for sure. Once they, once they relieve, Let's see how it pays off. Once they relieve all the, release all the COVID restrictions we should just go go out oh, i just, thought you were gonna say the covid relief bill <laughs> that's what my two thousand dollars is gonna go Buy, buying <laughs> costume <laughs> buying full-blown mascot mascot costumes uh-huh oh you man. imagine no, it, if won't, you it won't it won't for 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 the two people <laughs> that are gonna listen to this podcast it won't <laughs> yeah. it'd be fun though when, to, to when law and kyle re-listen to this podcast you know what would be fun the- though? It'd be fun to get a just like if if I could zoom in and like get just like the head, the top part of a costume, so you could wear it when you were on camera with your kids. You should do that. That's like yeah. didn't you didn't you tell me T Rod once did uh, Joe Exotic for a meeting? She did Joe Exotic and Carol Baskins, and it was hilarious. Do you have a bunch of Packers fans in your classes? Um, I, you could just put fit. a big block of cheddar on your head. I should put a big block of cheddar on my head. Don't you have a big cheese head? I don't think I do. I could have sworn you, you, you ain't a real head. fan, then, man. Right. You're right. I'm not. I'm a terrible, terrible fan. You need to be drinking Coors and sitting in the stands. No, you 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 gotta drink with that a, with a bag. You of gotta cheese. drink that. You gotta drink that Miller High Life. Oh, is that the beer of choice? Up in uh, cheese, up in cheese country. Uh, you gotta drink the and lining, ghoul, the lining ghouls. And what do they put call it? it you the put curds? it in. Your, you put it in your bag. In the bag. In the bag. So one one day we were on the Facetime and Brittany was on there, and I don't know if Ben asked her how to say bag or if Brittany asked Ben how to say bag, but Ben all of a sudden went, "Are you saying bag? Like you got to beg, beg for forgiveness." Somehow Ben's frozen and I don't know what happened. Yeah, but that's like a classic Ben pose right there. Here, I'll 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 screenshot it. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if Ben can even hear us anymore. I think we lost him. It's all right. Oh, we yeah, lost we him. lost him. Yeah, but man. you know, but but to, but to kind of come around the bases on this, how to converse, have conversations with people of opposing views and how it relates to teachers. I think because as a teacher, we could have anywhere between sixty to ninety different views in our classroom, and it's imperative for us to be able to be sensitive to all of those views and to make sure we tell stories that connect with all of those views. You know, I talked about President Trump in my classroom. Uh, my A lot of my kids thought that I was, you know, I would vote for President Trump the way I talked about the great things, some of the great things that he's done. And I tried to get my kids to see that everybody's not all bad. You know, that there, there are some good things that come out of some things that, that you can look at. Some segments of society flourish more under certain leadership and vice versa. And so, 
you know, you just have to really look at the measure of the whole instead of each individual. And I think that um, as educators, we have to be able to have those conversations with students, with parents, you know, with teachers, you know, with our colleagues, with our administrators, you know, but I think it's interesting, you know, they always tell you don't talk politics with your friends, you know, don't talk religion with your friends, don't mm -hmm. talk finances with your friends. Mm -hmm. But why wouldn't I talk that with my friends? Even if you, you know, my best friend Greg is, you know, he's a, you know, diehard Republican and he and I have some great conversations because we oppose so much, you know, and he gives me such a great perspective uh, on things that I never would have paid attention to before. So, I mean, I think it's just a matter of, if we want to grow as individuals, then that's what we have to do. Yeah, and you, the thing that you were saying when you um, were talking about all your students that you have, like, and I think one thing that I would have loved to talk about maybe next time is how we have all have different experiences and how that shapes our opinions. Mm -hmm. You know, especially when it comes to kids, um, it, it's it's about that experience and can they see themselves in a particular experience or can you share your experience with others and I, I just think it's something that is needed is you know because like, like we've been talking about I guess I would want to continue to work with kids on how to have good conversations because I think you can get a lot farther having this generation of kids learn how to have them mm -hmm. um, I mean if we can if we can teach our kids to have them then they grow up to be adults that have them. Right. And then they raise kids that have them. So, I mean, it, it kind of comes back to that, but I do hope that there are some adults that listen and, you know, just try to do better. We're not perfect. We definitely don't do this perfect all the time, but you know, we're, we're well, learning. I tell people, I tell people a lot. I, I blow it a lot. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think part of what I love about blowing it so much is that it helps me to see my areas of growth. Right. You know, it helps me to see, excuse me, where I could be doing things better. You know, it helps me to see where I've done things better. Yeah. And so, you know, um, and going back to the Bible again, the Bible says that, you know, that all, not y'all, the Bible writings wasn't from Texas, and they didn't say y'all have sinned. The Bible says all have sinned and fallen short of the glory. And understanding that we're all, you know, sinners redeemed. We're all imperfect people trying to, striving for, striving for a mark of perfection. That is something that we all have to kind of take in consideration and realize that within each of us, that we all have that same propensity to blow it. And we have to forgive each other just as much we want as as just as much as we would want to be forgiven. Mm. I love that. I think that's a good place to wrap this episode up. I think we might have to make this two parts because we've been on for quite a while again. But yeah. Um any any kind of final thoughts before we jump off here or do you feel like we put it in a good spot right there? I think that put it in a really good spot. All right. 
Well, everybody, we appreciate your listening to the Value Adds Value podcast. We appreciate everything you've done to support. We hope your 2021 is going awesome. But if there are things we can do for you, ways we can support you, ways we can serve, people we should interview, things you want us to talk about, hit us up on social media at it's Kyle Krieger at its.will.law.iii and at Value Adds Value. Go to our website, theledproject.com and, and let us know how we can make it better. But um, hope you have a great week.